following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Bob Skrilla, the founder of ToonamiFaithful.com. And bringing up the very tight rear... <laughs> it's Kaboosh Jr. We're actually going to shuffle the deck a bit later in the podcast, because Darrell will be joining us, and uh, previous host and editor of the podcast, Jose Argumento, will be joining us to talk fully Cooly, among other things... But first, we got some news. And boy, it's pretty pretty big. For a long time now, we've been looming over the thought of, well, what are they going to do about DBZ Kai? It's coming to an end. Are they going to rerun it? Are they going to rerun it in the front? Are they going to run it in the back? Are they going to rerun it at all? What are they, they going to do? Does it, ha- does it cost money to rerun it? And yeah, that was pretty evident that it would. And it turns out the answer is... Bye-bye, DBZ Kai. It's been nice knowing you. Well, I, I, well, first of all, that that's kind of... I, I would say that's not necessarily completely true because they'll probably still stream a little of it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, they, they have... Uh, they're the only ones streaming DBZ Kai. Nobody else is streaming DBZ Kai in any capacity. Right. So, if they could take advantage of that, th- that would be quite a boon for them. If they if they could really take advantage of that, right? But it doesn't really make sense to rerun it on television, much less outside of Toonami, where they could potentially get more out of that license. Because if they were well, going to rerun DBZ Kai, the only way to really make it worthwhile is to essentially keep it where it is, because that's right. what people are familiar with. But well, and and it, you know, it was if you heard my interview with Jason, it was it was a very hard decision for them. So you can understand why they're kind of sitting there going, well, what should we do here in this instance kind of thing? So, you know, I mean, it's not those who who feel like it was an open shot case. You don't rerun something. It's like, come on, this is DBZ. DBZ Kai initially was at most a glorified rerun because that was a dub that had been aired on Nicktoons and Saturday mornings. Yes, it was uncut this time. But the difference, other than swearing and some violence, really was not tremendous. This, right. And it's not like DBZ is new in any capacity. So, one could argue that DBZ probably would have done fine in reruns. But now, we may never know. And that's okay. I prefer I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let us wonder... And- or not, because we don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, for me, what I what I was always saying is, is I wouldn't mind if DBZ Kai reran as long as it was at towards the end of the block. And you know, it makes more sense that if you were to rerun it, it should be at the end of the block because, well, you know, it had its run. It's been here for years and years and years. 
Um, and I don't disagree because if they could use yeah. it like they did Inuyasha, that would be good. But I don't think that was really an option. No, I don't think it was an option either. I think it was getting close to where they're going to have to renew it anyways. So they probably said, mm, this is going to be way too much money for what we what we want to do coming up in the future with the blocks. So, And we have Dragon Ball Super. Why do we need to do this? You know? Exactly. And here's, here's, a, here's the thing that, that does make sense. Obviously, the Dragon Ball Super is... Well, Dragon Ball Super is, is a complicated beast in itself where... You know, yeah, Tsunami plays it first, but then it shows up on streaming several months later. Um, it's one of those things where I would argue that that would probably be something to rerun when it's done, but because it's it's newer, it's newer, it's the newer version. Oh of the yeah, I'm but, I'm sure that will be something in consideration yeah. sometime at the end of next year when. Dragon Ball Super will come to an end on Toonami, at least out of the episodes that we know exist in Japan currently. Yeah, and but see, there's there's you know it, there's a lot of things swirling around in Japan of what's going to cross over here and what's going to not. What I'm talking about is like the what is, it's Dragon Ball. Um, God, what is the name of it? Heroes. Yeah, I think it's Dragon Ball Heroes. The one that is, it's supposed to be a video game, but then they made it into a series. It's it's a video game, and it's an anime for promoting the video game. But it's it sounds like it's not going to be anything big. Just kind of a like a special or something. Just so not not an actual TV series. So quickly, we, you know, we obviously, there's that, I mean, but then there's also, you know, there's supposed the to movies. be, which is what, next year? Or actually it was supposed to be this year, but. Uh, one of the movies is supposed to come out at the end of this year. Yeah. So there's supposed to be one this year. We think there's one next year because they also took out the URL Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball 2019. So obviously they're trying to do a movie there. Um I guess what that means is, is what's going to happen after that. And a lot of people do kind of think that they're going to either restart super or there'll just be another Dragon Ball series, which is fine. I mean, I, I can't, uh, there's an appetite for Dragon Ball. If you're going to, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it now um, and keep mm -hmm. it going. So, I mean, a lot of us, a lot of us, you know, and for even me, I was, I would check in on the sub, from time to time while it was playing. Um, for me, I kind of see some things that I was just like, I'm not too happy with that. I, I would hope that they would do some more with in a future Dragon Ball series or even in Super if they continue to, to do Super. Because, you know. Yeah, what I gather but, from the final arc of it, well, it's, you know, it's cool fights and Goku faces yet another amazingly difficult opponent. It just, there's not a sense of finality to it, really. No, 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 no. And and that's where it's kind of like, you know, just can't leave I that. think that it, it just leaves you like, okay, just do some more. That's why, like, when you know, when I was kind of, when CJ was talking about how, like, you know, we were talking about the whole Dragon Ball and Tsunami thing, I was like, I don't think that Dragon Ball's done. I, I really don't. I think that it's going to be back, and I think that it's going to be on Tsunami again. Because, you know, it's it's like most things that we've been 
we've been talking about. And we'll definitely, this will kind of definitely lend its ear to hopefully Attack on Titan 3 coming to Tsunami in the sense that they may have the right to refuse or or not refuse to have another Dragon Ball series on. You know? Oh, Maybe boy. they have that in the contract. <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be, uh, that would be a boon for them because you, know, you yeah. know how difficult it can be to negotiate anything with Toei. <laughs> right. So, you know, it, that's that's all, you know, that's all future things. We'll find out what's going on. But obviously, Sketch, this has been replaced with something epic, I guess is the word. Oh! <laughs> yes! Something out of the ordinary. Yeah. Yeah, you know, earlier this year when Jason said one of the shows will confuse people, this is clearly the show he was talking about. And yeah. uh, props to all of us that, you know, picked up the subtle hints that this was probably on the horizon. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's happening, folks. Pop Team Epic joining Toonami on June 30th. Hey, double good news. That probably means there's no marathon until September. So all those weeks and months of me watching Fish Center Live actually paid off? Yeah, because Caboose found out that Kim Manning really dug Pop Team Epic. Yeah, so it'll be Kim Manning. It's going to be very interesting to see how this goes. Um, Oh yeah, for so many reasons. For context, I will tell you, and you'll hear this later in the podcast too. um, Pop Team Epic kind of exploded the Twitter page. Of ours, because every single voice actor and actress that is involved in the show decided to take that breaking news tweet and retweet it to the point of where we're at 2,360 likes and almost a thousand retweets. And it's just like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, is this, is this something that Toonami should have put on a long time ago? Like, I'm like, okay, maybe maybe I'm missing something here. There are but, some who might argue that Toonami should have aired it earlier in the year, but right. I, I think this will work out okay, because there was the yeah. initial hype, and then people just kind of stopped talking about it, so I think it's had enough of a lull period that it could potentially come back in a big way and not be yeah. like, oh... They're playing Pop Team Epic. Well, I'm already watching it on Funimation, and I'm five episodes in, so... (laughs) Now you have the dilemma that people could literally go to any streaming service and watch Pop Team Epic, because I kid you not, it's on everything. Not the dub, though. The dub's only on Funimation. And honestly, Funimation's subscriber count is well below the amount of people that watch things on Toonami. Well below. Yeah. So I mean, well, Even that, now. that goes to, <laughs> to show you why they keep putting shows on Toonami because, well, yeah. it's not getting the traction where it needs to be. So, honestly, you know, it's very I'm I'm I don't know if this is going to be my cup of tea because I'm more of the action kind of person. But again, I need to make this very clear. I probably will repeat myself five hundred times. That does not mean that I don't want this to do well on Toonami and 
to open the gates of letting more anime on because a lot of people have been asking for years since we started the website, since we started the podcast, you know, the number one thing that comes across every tweet in the background and some of these talkbacks is, is when is Toonami going to play diverse anime on the, on the block? Well, you got your wish. Here's a, here's an anime that you wouldn't typically see on Toonami. Um, so, mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's something else I want to talk about because yes that's that's epic but there's something else more epic and I I don't rem- don't know if you have this in the back of your mind but um, a certain Cartoon Network schedule I think it's at Cartoon Network schedules on Twitter discovered something and it kind of gave us a lot of views because I had, I had reported it out that oh a matter of fact. After talking to Jason, that son of a bitch, <laughs> there is Gendy is working on a series called Primal, and they have taken a a uh, copyright out for that name. It's actually called Gendy Torkovsky's Primal. So, a lot of people have have said, "Well, how do you know this isn't for Cartoon Network?" Well, Cartoon Network usually leads. A lot of stuff for Adult Swim, anyways. They're so, still under Cartoon Network. Exactly. So I'm not. I'm not too concerned about. Um, no. This being like something no. that's not going to be. Come on, on you guys actually think Cartoon Network would do this? Come on. No, 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 no. <laughs> and and again, I don't. See, I don't know if I could see Gendy doing something in the art style of what the shows that you see on Cartoon Network currently are. I see him more trying to continue what he's done with Samurai Jack in the art form and style of that. I see him trying to do maybe something that's us 30-year-olds. A bit of a blast from the past. When I hear the name Primal, it leads me to think of something like Korgoth of Barbaria, which Gendy was not... he, he, He didn't create it, so to speak, but he was heavily involved in the direction of it. So, I mean, this could be something that is going to be the next Samurai Jack. This is something that excites me to, to, to no level. I just, I just hope, and this is, I think I echo a couple people that I've seen on Twitter talk about this, that this isn't going to be some kind of short lived series. And then it's done kind of thing. I hope this is more of a, yeah, okay, fine. You know, the series on Adult Swim usually are like I think Rick and Morty does this ten ten new episodes for a season, right? Yeah, usually thereabouts. So I mean, I, I kind of hope that we get that, and this is something that continues year and year and year because again, you know, the one thing that I've always talked about over these years is that Toonami has to have an original series to keep it these multiple original series, I should say, to keep it going, to keep Toonami on the air because eventually, you know. You can go and try to get as many animes as you want, but then the pot is kind of empty and you've got to find something different kind of thing. So, and I mean, they're kind of proving that with Fully Cooley. They're kind of, they proved it with the, the last season of Samurai Jack. Um, and, it, you know, it kind of excites me, Sketch 2, to, to wonder what are these two other animes that they're trying to to, uh, to do in the background as well? Like, um, I'm also hoping, and you know, I, I, it was kind of a letdown that Jason said that you know they're not looking at doing Symbiotic Titan, 
And, you know, that could be because it's written off. He didn't really say anything about it being written off, but that, that could be he, the He case. also said that uh, attempts to make more Outlaw Star over the years have not occurred. Yeah. Well, and, you know, so it's, it's for me, like, I'm, I'm just... I'm hoping that Gendy will dive into that at some point as well. I know a lot of people have I just wanted want an to... ending. Yeah, I, I give mean, me I four mean, more episodes to wrap I mean, it up. There's been so many rumors about him making scripts to end the series that it's not even funny. Do a movie. Do yeah. a TV movie. Well, I mean, that's what Samurai Jack was. It was basically uh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's true. It was essentially it a... was supposed to. Yeah. Supposed to be a five-hour movie or something, wasn't it? There so, so you know that's what I'm saying. Like, if if you're gonna do that for Samurai Jack, why not just do it for Samurai and Titan? I mean, if you can do it, if you if can, you can do, do it, it like, that's the that's the big that's thing. So hopefully, you know that that's my that's my hope. Um, I'm excited to find out what the hell Primal is. Um, you know, hopefully it's not a, uh, the Thundercats trash bag kind of show. <laughs> mm, I'm not going to get into that today. Don't you dare! I'm not going to get I, into I, that. I saw there's a there's a company that's rebooting the Raccoons in a yeah. art style that certainly looks somewhat familiar. And that show was kind of um, honestly very low key for a show about talking animals like it was they they were presented like they were people essentially so this take on raccoons looks certainly a lot more zany and i don't know how i feel about that but i it doesn't look bad it might be good i don't know if we'll even ever get it in america it's not like the the raccoons was a huge thing in a in the u.s so it's a it's a staple in canada so, so we've had a we've had a couple epic news stories, so to speak. Yes, um, yes, and uh, I want I want to steer back to Pop Team Epic for a bit. So let's make this blatantly clear: this is a comedy. It is is not an action show. It is a comedy. It's a very over the top comedy, and sometimes action is involved, but it is not an action show. It's very silly. It feels more at home on Adult Swim than, you know, next to a bunch of shonen anime. But I think it kind of works in a weird way. Um, I think that's what they're... Well, they just like it and they want to try it. So that's <laughs> there's that. But I don't know. I, I, think, I think if they went with something like a typical slice of life anime it would be more off-putting to the audience than something this over the top that that's kind of how i feel and it, it a bit it fits the tsunami mode a little bit better because of the occasional sci-fi fantasy action moments and i th- i think it works in a weird way i'm I'm not quite sure how to put it, but I don't know. But the thing that's really going to test the audience here, and I want people to be prepared for this, I know it's a bit of a spoiler, but as you may have noticed in the promo, there are scenes that are redone with different actors, slight variations to the script, 
And that is part of the show. So each episode is like 11 minutes and then it repeats with some changes. And in both the Japanese and the English, they have a different cast for the two main characters. So it's a literal smorgasbord of the uh, U.S. anime industry voiceovers. It's you get people, you get lots of people from Funimation. You get some people that are best known for their work at ADV and Sentai Filmworks. You get people like Johnny Young Bosch and Stephanie Shea. It's just and, and like anybody they could throw at these roles, and it's really fun just just for that alone. If you're you know, familiar with the uh, the industry on the U.S. side. But it's also... Despite being really zany, it's kind of a dry comedy show sometimes. It's... I don't want to say it's like non-gagged-up milkshan, but it's it can be pretty dry sometimes. Super dry. <laughs> if you get that reference. But... It's going to be interesting to see how the audience reacts to this. And it'll be really interesting to see if they stick around for the second airing, so to speak. Because in every episode, you have two versions of the same episode with slight variations. And it's not just voice cast. Sometimes it's different dialogue. Sometimes there's a completely different scene. They, they do things to kind of keep you on your toes. So I recommend, though you may find it off-putting, stick around for the whole thing you'll probably get more enjoyment out of it than you might think. And, you know, obviously, give it a shot before <laughs> you deem it, oh, this is a terrible idea for Toonami. And, uh, I mean, it's hard to say what what kinds of ratings this will get, because ratings are just crazy now. So, we'll see. We will see. But, I welcome the experiment. I welcome mm -hmm. the madness. We'll see how it goes. It's a definite change of pace. And here's the thing. People said, get rid of DBZ, don't rerun it, and get something different. Get get something of a different genre. They have done both those things. <laughs> so if you're not happy with that, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I had people complain on my... YouTube channel. But this isn't the different kind of anime that I wanted. Yeah. Like, well, this is how, Adult Swim and they do things their own way. How dare they not rerun a show from 98? Dragon Ball Super sticking around, folks. Alright, so exactly. we should talk about the schedule. We don't need we don't need the Dragon Ball Hour. It's gone. No. It's over with. And we're finally Continue gonna on. see we're finally gonna see if something else can hold Dragon Ball Super as well as DBZ Kai can. And I don't think that there necessarily is anything that will do that, except maybe One Punch Man Season 2. We'll see. But for the time being, My Hero Academia steps up to the bat and uh, steps up to the plate. I'm ruining my metaphors here. <laughs> Good. Yes, this uh, this is a well-deserved upgrade for My Hero Academia because this is the show that should replace DBZ Kai if they're going to try to replace it with a long-running popular show. This is the show that they should try that with. And 
I don't know. We'll see if it works out. But more importantly, Fooly Cooly gets to move up a little bit. It gets to move to 11.30. And that's, you know, where it was supposed to be initially. <laughs> and hopefully that helps. I don't know if it'll help a lot. Probably not. We we generally don't see a earlier time slot affecting things tremendously. But hopefully it, it does does some good. And Pop Team Epic will boldly take over the midnight slot and then everything as it has been. Jojo at 12.30, Hunter at 1, Black Clover at 1.30, Naruto at 2, Space Dandy at 2.30, Bebop at 3, and Lupin the 3rd, Part 4, finishing it off at 3.30. And so you know, Space Dandy should be wrapping up in August, and so should Jojo. So there should be some more change on the horizon as well. And as for Attack on Titan Season 3... Well, I guess our theories that it was going to replace DBC Kai are <laughs> blown out of the water. But who knows? I If they want to show enough, they tend to make things happen to ensure that they can start it when they need to. But we'll see. Any other thoughts, gentlemen? I'm more excited for the reboot of 12 Ounce Mouse. There's no reboot of Twelve Ounce Mouse. Yes, there is. Are you, are you serious? Yeah, it was shown on development meeting. Oh, oh God! <sighs> nice, nice. I'm really excited for the the Harvey Birdman special. Oh, that too. It's gonna be good. <laughs> it's gonna be good. So E3 happened. And we didn't really talk about E3 so much, except for the post-segment on the, uh, yeah, Vigi Games. And there were some Toonami Show-related announcements. There's Jump Force coming to uh, modern consoles. And it's interesting, because it's like, they're taking these Japanese comic book characters and kind of throwing them into real-world setting, like they had Luffy... Hanging on the American flag briefly in that trailer. And the. It's. It's kind of an odd design aesthetic because they're kind of giving their outfits like hyper realism, but they're still kind of plasticky, cartoony looking characters. I, I don't know. The art style may be off putting to some. But it's cool that they're doing another crossover Shonen Jump game. Yeah, because. They've never done one of those before. <laughs> but hopefully this time, it's really good. <laughs> I mean, the other ones have been okay. J-Stars we'll is, is pretty fun. I like J-Stars well enough. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it's your it thing. looks like, it looks on, like yeah. it's not as many characters as I would like it to be, but who knows. Oh, I'm sure they're not nearly done announcing characters yet. No, probably not. But, hmm. Who knows? There better be some Super Saiyan Blue in there. I mean, it's kind of crazy that they they really only showed off uh, Naruto, Dragon Ball, and One Piece characters, and Death Note <laughs> didn't really show and off then, anything else. And then Death Note's not supposed to be a playable character. Yeah, that makes sense, because Ryuk doesn't really fight, much less light doesn't really happen 
there were supports in uh, other jump fighting games, and that that makes sense. But like, why not show off characters from My Hero Academia or you know, Black yeah. Clover? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if CJ was here, it'd be like, yes, sketched Black Clover. <laughs> How about I'm Hunter, fine Hunter? with that. The CJ. Hunter, Go Hunter. for it. Sure, whatever. I mean, they Do should. It. They should include the the popular modern jump characters and. Make no mistake, Black Clover is popular. I mean, it does really well on Crunchyroll and pretty well on Hulu. Yeah, don't, Bleach better be involved in that, too. Oh, yeah, of course. You, you definitely have to have some Bleach characters in there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it is. And uh, they did show off... Um, I feel like there were some announcements for the My Hero... My Hero... <laughs> One's Justice, because they're not calling it My Hero Academia One's Justice, or, you know, other weep names, yeah. but, uh, uh, looks, uh, looks alright. Other yeah. stuff, but I'm really excited that, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is coming to Switch, because mm-hmm. I don't have a PS4, or an Xbox One, but I probably won't, so... Yay me! I can finally play this really cool looking Dragon Ball Z fighting game. I like it. I heard the Japanese version, at least, will come with a download for the old Super Famicom Super Batoden game, which I remember playing that back in the day. Illegally. (laughs) Naughty, naughty! That's my... My shameful playing Japanese games that were never released in the U.S. days. <laughs> yeah. Through illicit means. I was young. I was foolish. I didn't know better. Okay. I didn't think for the life of me that that game would ever be available in the U.S. And it, it technically may not be, but Switch is region free. So, neat. could probably get the Japanese version and enjoy that maybe i don't know yeah and and a small small side note that uh i mean it was shown off on tsunami uh recently reviewed they did they did a yeah they did a review uh for april fool's day but near automata that's actually being ported to xbox and that's actually coming out uh in the end of the month (laughs) which uh you know, like, I mentioned that to Gil, and he was like, you definitely should get that. I'm like, I, I plan to. <laughs> Alright, you have an Xbox. Heck yeah. I'll ever hear about I'm this when you Switch. <laughs> I, I am mostly Xbox and Switch and PC. Not so much PS4. Well, you know, Sony I, and there. I have We don't want to let you play with anybody else, policy. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I didn't really care much for sony this generation before and it's just i'm happy like a lot of the ps4 exclusives that i had are getting ported to other uh platforms yeah, like crash bandicoot uh, exclusive thing is oh, oh yeah i'm gonna pick that up on switch heck yeah dude for sure because i never had <clears throat> never owned a crash bandicoot game but i do enjoy it I think I had maybe one of the 
downloaded PS1 games on PS3 at some point. Mm-hmm. I definitely had all the Spyros because there was a great sale at one point. And I oh, heck yeah. Spyros. Oh, yeah, I'm I, looking forward to that Spyro collection. I have that already pre-ordered. Good stuff. And... On Xbox. Yeah. Like a heathen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that, that's... That, that about... Uh, does it for our early segment so when we return we'll be joined by Darrell and Jose and uh, look forward to it because it's going to get fooly cooly up in here hello and welcome back to this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast and we are now joined by our very special returning guest say hello sir um, hello, my name is Jose Argumento. I used to host this show. I was I was Sketch before Sketch was cool. I could be the next Sketch. <laughs> in the yeah. words of Little Karibo. <laughs> and no, people, I did not kidnap Jose, though I did think about it earlier this morning. I find that hard to believe. Anyways. Um... <laughs> yeah. Whatever, Jose. is a very, very busy guy. I really wanted to have him on to talk Lupin back when Lupin was initially in premieres. Or at least when it was wrapping up. But hey, Lupin's back on, so I, I guess yeah, it still did. Go. So I, I could talk about Lupin and be like, hey, everybody should go buy that discotheque Blu-ray that came out like a week ago or two weeks ago. Three that weeks you worked ago? very hard on. That I worked yes. very hard on, yeah. This and is the guy that uh, recorded many cool special features for it. Yes. Uh, we, we did an interview with, with Richard Epcar and Ellen Stern, the directors of the dub. Um we worked really hard on that show, and um, that's coming on a separate release, and that'll be out soon. Um, they're working on it. Awesome. And we're also working on Gold Babylon, which is super fun. I'm glad that one uh, came out well. Excited. Is uh, I, I hope you're getting paid for it this time. Uh, I got paid for, yes, I got paid for... <laughs> IGPX was the one exception. I get paid at this contact. That's why I asked that question, ladies and gentlemen, because Jose didn't get paid for IGPX. Uh, yeah, intentionally. It was like I, I approached them to do it. And, you know, I, Ho- I remember Jose always <laughs> said he would do that for free, though. I did. And then, but also the, the thing on top of that was <laughs> I worked for Turner. So uh, we wrote that show off. And there's kind of a whole complicated legal process with it so you know just to not even get into it it was better if i didn't get paid at all so it kind of worked out well but it opened the door for so many opportunities for you now though yeah that was a that was a cool show i really enjoyed it but yeah, i need uh, you to autograph you know, my igpx now sure no one's no one's actually asked me for an autograph on their igpx sets it's kind oh, of shit, yeah, I, I, am. To, uh, I need to do that too <laughs> nobody's asked me um but that's okay. Like I didn't work directly on the show. I worked on the DVD. Dude, you did the remasters. Get your fucking hot damn autograph on that, so I can get some money later on in life. <laughs> not. It's not going to be worth much. Actually, speaking it's not, of, it's not about it's, it's, it's not about the DVD. It's just about the money later in life. There you go. <laughs> no. Speaking of the GPX signings, I actually. So just this year, I finally got Jason and Gil to sign my copy of it, and also Kari, who plays Satomi and Luca, she signed it. And Maki from Production IG, who I got did, to meet, and is very lovely. Did you ever get? I don't know if I ever asked you this. Did you? Did you ever get Mark Hamill to sign that? No, I, I've never met Mark Hamill. Okay. 
Um, but yeah, like I finally got mine signed by Maki from Production ID. And speaking of Maki, transition, uh, we're here to talk about another William Street Production ID co-production. Am I correct? You are yes, correct, are. sir. Of course, we had to have Jose on to talk about Fooly Cooly because he's a Fooly Cooly guy. Okay. Always With a Fooly Cooly hairdo. <laughs> and Fooly Cooly oogly ooglies. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember the lines from episode six. Whatever. <laughs> well, before we get into episode three, uh, what are your general thoughts on the on the first two episodes? Um, so I'm a little ahead of you guys. So I've actually seen the first four. Oh, you uh, son of a gun! I know. Sorry. Bless <laughs> you. So, first episode was my personal favorite until episode four, and I can't talk about it. Uh, Episode four is really good. Um, But episode one was my personal favorite, because, like, I really liked the the time we spent with all these characters and establishing that this is not the same Fooly Cooly, like, nor should it be, because I think trying to be the exact same thing that the first one was is dumb and idiotic, Um, and you're never going to match that. Um, and, you know, I really enjoyed the characters. I liked Haruko not being, well, Raharu not being in most of it, um, until like the very end where she kind of reveals herself. And then, um, yeah, overall, the second episode I also really liked. Um, it was a little confusing, but that's fully coolly for you. Um, but I, I'm enjoying, um, this. I, I'm really enjoying Hidomi's development as like she's kind of realizing that she likes pain and um, how to grapple with that. And also uh, the I don't, I don't want to get too far into it, but like the father issues that she clearly kind of has um, mm-hmm. that they haven't really delved into very deeply, but I, I think they will. Um so I'm 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 overall really optimistic about the show. I I really enjoyed it. Episode three uh, is also really good. Yes. So let's talk about episode three as we begin another episode with one of Hidomi's peculiar dreams. Uh, this time she shows up all cheery, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and shortly then are electrocuted and seems. Really, really into the idea of having her skin ripped off her body and consumed. And this girl has issues. She's a masochist, man. What you expect? Yeah, I don't think she has issues. Darrell's actually probably right. She she's discovering that she likes pain and, and what turns her on and what turns her off. And that's growing up. You find out what turns you on, what turns you off. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's how I found out Everybody's things about myself. Mind. And there's these cute little genius that are you know, kind of regurgitating previous lines from the uh, earlier episodes. Lines of warning and, and such. And uh, Hidomi's really disappointed that there's nobody there in this desolate land that was there to, to rip her skin off of. And uh, then this big bubble comes down and she sees... Figures getting snatched up like they're being fished out of the water, and there's a giant hand, and it crushes them, and she's really excited by this. 
and her head. By the way, for Gynex not being involved in this, there's a lot of Gynexy looking stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. this is a very loony episode, I feel. We get a lot of loony Raharu in this, which I think is great. I think that's uh, that's great. Specifically the imagery with the hand crushing all the people, and then Hidomi floating to the surface of of water, and then turning into liquid herself. I'm like, that that really speaks. That's Gynax. That's all (laughs) Gynax. That's their little tribute to Gynax. And there's another one later on in the episode. Yeah, yeah. So this, as we mentioned in the previous episode, is a episode involving a beach. And this group of friends that's been cobbled together is apparently going to the beach roughly three months after the events of the second episode. It it seems Junior is uh, mentioning that Raharu has been stalking Hidomi for about three months now. And, uh, the guys are introduced to Mori's girlfriend. Quotations. <laughs> and they can't believe it to be real, because it probably isn't. She seems a, a little too perfect, and a little too cute, and has a support plant, for reasons. So the whole group's having a good time down on the beach, but Hidomi's being fairly reserved, and off to the side and occasionally talking with Jinyu and they have a conversation about what they want in life and we have the first instance of Jinyu uh, talking about well probably Adamesque I, I think it's quite obviously Adamesque <laughs> and how she and uh, Raharu are connected and Hidomi yeah, reveals that the there's really nothing that she wants in life though I don't think we can agree with that she just doesn't want to admit what she wants not out in the open yet so they continue having fun on the beach after a while and uh, Jinyu gets buried by Raharu first in sand and then in cement so that Raharu can Go do things to Hidomi, who goes missing at a point, and this freaks out Ide and the others. And then we get to find out that uh, Mori's girlfriend is a date for hire. But there's probably more to that girl than is immediately visible. She's a fucking sundry, dude. <laughs> and when she gets home, it seems she is living with the... Uh, the guy who was in the cafe the first episode, voiced by Jason Griffith. And it's revealed Wait, is that, that Sonic? Yeah. <laughs> Sonic. Four kids Usopp. Okay, I didn't, I didn't more reputable that. roles. <laughs> well, it's kind of obvious because, like, Michael and Stephanie are directing the show. Michael Center Nicholas and Stephanie yeah. are directing the show. And Michael was a big guy at uh, Four Kids. He directed a lot of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, so uh, it's not unusual for them to bring in Jason Griffith for a NYAV post-dub. Yeah. I'm glad those actors are kind of getting their chance at redemption because four kids charge so many reputations. Oh, yeah, yeah, they totally Undeservedly so. (laughs) And we find out the support plant that she was carrying has some sort of significance to uh, what they have going on. And it's revealed that that guy 
and iPatch are working together to uh, track alien activity. Not much on that yet, just kind of a tease. So Ide's freaking out, trying to find Hidomi still, as Marco has a good laugh at Mori's expense, because he finds out the truth real quick. No, isn't he crying? <laughs> Laughing, crying, both. Yeah, he's like, he makes, yeah, he really makes the, I forgot the, the, the dude. Bravo Yuri Lowenthal with the laugh cry. <laughs> yeah. It's just so sad and so funny at the same time. Yeah, he makes him feel like absolute garbage. Yeah. And the action kicks up after Ide has a conversation with Jinyu, who is buried and probably under the water some of the time, so I'm not sure how she's talking to him without, like, but... Maybe she's like Aquaman. She's an alien. She'll be fine. Yeah, probably. She drives a flying car. I think she can hold her breath for, like, five seconds. Yeah, yeah, probably. (laughs) And he finds Hidomi uh, in a very compromised position at Rahuru's hands, and, uh, hey, it's the return of Nurse... Haruko. Yes, indeed. And this causes a reaction for Ide, and a giant blob-type thing comes out of his head, and he immediately sends it to try to help Hidomi. And this is where the action really kicks up, and they seem to be having this situation uh, in an old, abandoned medical mechanica iron, which they eventually blast out of, and they're flying through the air, and then Hidomi has a reaction, because she gets pressed right into Ide's stomach. Mm. You think they're going for the kiss, but... They don't. They don't. (laughs) Not the kiss, just right up in his stomach, and then... Something crazy comes out of her head because this is Fooly Cooly. And it consumes her like her previous form. It just kind of absorbs her into it. And then Jinyu reappears in her car, still in the cement. And this is where we get the pickle Jinyu joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I see that. As soon as I saw it on TV, I was like, oh, this is going to be a meme. <laughs> How do you like I'm Pickle Jinyu, E-Day! <laughs> Pickle Rick. Pickle Jinyu, meet Pickle Rick. So this is the moment where E-Day kind of steps up with uh, Jinyu's help to try to save Hidomi. Smashes the thing with the guitar, and Hidomi appears... But then Rahuru, schemer that she is, convinces him that it's a good idea to try and remove her headphones. And it clearly isn't, because after he touches them, some kind of defense mechanism kicks in, and literal drills come out of these things and burrow into her skull. Uyghur and Lagan now. Yeah, I know, man. Maybe yeah, that's another gonna... Gynax reference. They kind of look like the spirals from Gurren Lagan. It's gotta, it's gotta be an homage. It's gonna pierce the heavens, baby. 
There's yeah. also a little, um, we kind of skipped over it, but when Jin Yu's on top of the car, she does that Gynax pose of like crossing her arms. Oh, yeah. Like, spread <laughs> open. With. And like just. Still just, in. Like, flying on a car. Cement pickle still in form. The pickle. <laughs> yeah. Jin Yu sure is in a pickle. <laughs> dilly dilly. Uh, the uh, episode ends with all of that coming crashing down and Hidomi being totally comatose after the ordeal but she eventually wakes up and it seems a, a little different she's she comes out of her state with a uh, call back to her dreams a Hidomi's here one of the cutesy boys and I have some theories on what may have occurred there based on the preview for the next episode. But, uh, at the end there, uh, Raharu and Jinyu kind of exchange glances and determine that even though they have different goals or different reasons, they, they still have the same enemy. And that being Medical Mechanica. And it seems like they're gonna be Doing something about them in a future episode. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. It was an uh, entertaining episode. And I uh, I like that we got some really zany Raharu in this one. Um, Back to the classic Haruko tricks. <laughs> It's kind of funny that this is a little bit of a subversion of the beach episode because by the end of it, most of the characters are more covered up than how they began. Yeah. Like Except Hidomi. In her pickle. Hidomi's the only one who who's, who ends up stripping uh, down. Even her swimsuit is more conservative, though. But yeah, like, first yeah. friggin' hair. Like Haruko. Rodaharu and, and Jinyu like, end up more covered up. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of fun. and like the guys are actually more uh, uncovered than than the ladies. So I thought it was a, sound a little like oh, <laughs> y'all got some reverse fan service, ladies. We're reversing it on you. Yeah, you know normally we like to see T and S. Y'all got DNA. It still I mean it still starts <laughs> the episode with like really revealing swimsuits. So it's not like it's not like fans didn't get any fan service, but I thought I, it was more funny sorry. that they ended the DNA? fan. D and A, not D and A, jackass. Well, I think we understand what he means. <laughs> yeah, I think we yeah. all caught that. A little package joke. <laughs> uh, Classic Darrell. Wouldn't be the podcast without Darrell using it. Whatever, never mind. Being lewd. But um, yeah, this was probably the most gynaxy episode of the production IG run. It seems like production IG in the first two episodes didn't really want to be like all gynaxed out. They wanted to do production IG. They wanted to be themselves. And this one felt like, all right, let's just, you know, a couple of callbacks here and there. But they weren't they weren't explicit callbacks to Fooly Cooly. They were more just callbacks to their former partner on the original um uh Fooly Cooly. So I thought that was cool. Fooly Cooly. Yeah. And uh I think some interesting bits of the story have been revealed in this one, and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. And as for yeah, my theory, uh, I 
I think based on her reaction to Ida in the preview of the next episode, there's going to be kind of a personality thing going on with Hidomi where her more reservedness is kind of swapped for her dreamlike personality where she's more expressive and open and we'll see where it goes. I can't well, say anything because I know what happens. I know well, you can't. We know you know, Jose. Don't rub all it right. in, all right? I'm Don't not rubbing it in. I just, I just can't say anything. I swear to remember, dude. like that's, that's a patlin. The uh, those it did drill into her head, so something obviously comes from that. Obviously, yeah, yeah. That's uh, something about that's gonna. Maybe they'll know some temporal, some inner temporal lows, man. You know, hitting that occipital low, you know, somewhere in there, in one of those regions. Stimulate some more brain chemistry, get us some damn emotions for once instead of being so fucking emo all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and once again, (laughs) somebody straight up refers to her as Sundere. Is apparently what yeah. occurred to what happened to Hidomi in this episode wasn't enough. No. Yeah, I love Haru basically mispronouncing the word like sundry, sundere, like whatever. You're that. <laughs> She's one of those, right? She's one of those. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I, I also really enjoy the character growth that Ide is going through, like. He's clearly changed since the first episode, and I really like watching his character's growth. And Hidomi's as well. Hidomi is is very much slower, um, but like she's also changing throughout the episode. You can see that like she uh, she wanted to go swimming and she wanted to be more open with with her friends um, because she did buy yeah. that bathing suit and she had it underneath, but mm-hmm. she's still not so outgoing yet. But she wants to be, which is a which is a real change from her character because, like, for the most part, she's been very right. reserved and didn't, you know, she's been really with anybody. Yeah, and and she's slowly coming out of her shell, but um, you know, uh, and, and I don't know if she's gonna. Well, I can't I can't theorize on the future, but um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where the character's gonna go. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's about it. I really like the character growth. I think I, they've I, done a, a good job at making Hidomi relatable to the current generation of youth. Oh, I really like how much they're pointing out right now that Rahuru is a total bitch. Oh, yeah. And that she's yeah. an evil person. I love <laughs> that. Because, like, so many times in the original Fully Cooly, you know, when I was a kid, when I watched it, everyone loved Haruka. Like, everyone loved the shit out of Haruka. And then when you look at her, Sometimes you're like, this is a cruel person who only does things for herself. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, a lot of, the, like, now to, you know, point it out every while, but, like, Ine really pushes back. He's like, fuck you, you know, in a way. Yeah. Well, the, well he the stands thing, up to her more than Nauta ever did. Yeah, he's, yeah, Ine's standing up to uh, Raharu way more than Nauta did. Oh. I think it's because, like, Ine is clearly very much in love with, uh, Hidomi, Naoto was in love with Haruka. Yeah, yeah, but you know. there's, there's definitely something, and we're obviously going to find it out here quickly at some point in the next couple episodes, because, you know, the one thing that I had theorized is like, either they're brother and sister, or there's some other reason that they're connected here. What, Ida and uh, Naoto? 
Yeah, because it's it's weird because like you know there's like this weird connection between them, but then it's like you know do they is is it because maybe obviously you know we're, we're hinting at maybe they had the same father and you know the same situation happened or is there something else going on here that connects them? You know what I mean? Because there's something I, there. I don't what is think it? there is. Personally, but like I don't, this, this I don't know. This could be uh this could be a Last Jedi type situation where you yeah. oh, where God, you think man. there's a familiar bond, but there may not actually be. I kind of right. hope there isn't because that just shrinks the world of Fully Cooly uh, into an even smaller place. It does. Um, yeah, I, a very smaller like, microcosm. They're, yeah, they're they're heavily hinting that that Mamimi and Nauta are like involved somehow in this story they were uh, cut they're in the end because they're in the end credits like they're they're very clearly there but yeah i very i highly doubt that they're involved with like the main characters they're more just their connection comes through uh rahuru and jinyu and, and haruko hmm maybe maybe those powers that if they appear they are they, they could be a red herring and they just never appear yeah i mean you you do see them in their younger states in the pan of all the characters but then you also see at least Mamimi kind of gazing at the stars and that Nauta's like... there too Nauta's, uh, Nauta's in space oh yeah watch the watch the closing credits really closely he's there and he picks up a guitar huh I did not know nobody else noticed that before no, no I was too busy drinking dude while I was watching it <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be fair, it's a little hard to see because of the, the names going by the screen, but Nauta's there. Oh. You have to look real closely, so go watch uh, the end of credits. Nauta's in there. Double check that. Uh, thanks. Thanks for that. All right. Yeah, yeah. Folks, tell, folks tell Jose thank you. That's interesting. I don't it's think just, I was yeah, the first one to point that out. I mean, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't think I've definitely didn't hear anybody talk about that before. Yeah. Everybody always just notices Mamimi. Yeah, my Mimi's hard to miss because she's got a camera and a cigarette. So, like, yeah. hard to miss. Yeah, yeah she needs Nauta's, to put the squares down. Nauta's in the back, and, and he's in a dark background, and he's he's um he's in space, and, like, he is also obscured by a lot of names, so it's, like, really hard to make him out. Right. He's there. Well, don't have much in the way of talk backs again, but just, uh, just a couple here. <laughs> Please, so I can berate people. So Jeffries Herrera wrote in, When Hidomi picked up the crab, I thought that she would eat it just like Kana did in Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. That that would be weird. <laughs> Go to your room and never speak of this again. I know which show that is, but I've never seen it. So. Oh, it's a, it's a very cute show. It's very funny. Yeah. The, it's the about... character designs look cute, so that's about all I know about it. I mean, oh, yeah. You got a big Of course they look cute. It's but Kyoto animation. It's anime with women in it. We don't know how to draw ugly women sometimes. <laughs> as main oh, they do, but that's just not face. as main characters. Uh, there you go. Well, it is kind of stylized even for a Kyoto animation show. So yeah, it doesn't look like all other Kyoto animation shows. I'll put it that way. Toonami Gamer writes in, the headphones that will pierce the heavens, question mark. 
Yep, that little mm-hmm. subtle Gynax reference. And uh, Master Junior 93 responded to that and the skull. Yes, the heavens and clearly the skull. And Josh, you know, the heavens are the skull. Yes, Josh, Joshua Knighton chimes in once again. So that's episode three. Long story short, I think this one is starting to grow on me, but I can't tell right now. Just like with the original Fooly Cooly, I may have to rewatch it when it comes out on home video to make a final determination. Or just uh, just go buy the season pass on iTunes. It's only like fifteen bucks. Yes, and uh, we we have observed that it continues to usually be in the top five early on in the week, and actually, I think all three episodes are still in the top thirty. Yeah, like Fully Cool is doing incredibly well, um, which on iTunes, which is the biggest, you know, that's the biggest store with the biggest audience. Um, yeah, that that is electronic the through. DTO. So that's really good. Big big leagues right there. Yeah. So, and, and anime almost never appears on the charts. So this is a this is a really big accomplishment. Congrats, Billy Cooley. Yep, and that is all good reimbursement for Turner. <laughs> yeah, and, and everyone at Production IG and you know, <laughs> whoever makes money. I don't know who actually makes the money on the show. I'm sure we do, but like I have no idea how it's split. Oh, I'm sure it's some sort of split. I, I can make some money off of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's uh, fully fully progressive episode three. And, uh, I think it is uh, progressing nicely. How many times have we used that pun? Just out of curiosity. Uh, mm-hmm. I think this is actually the first time we've used it on the podcast. <laughs> but I but might about- be wrong. I think Carl might have said something last week. <laughs> <laughs> Now I hope that, that the listeners that uh, that heard all all of the fascinating things that Carl had to say last week have uh, truly come around to the thought that yes, this is very much fully cooly. It's it's its own thing, but it is also fully cooly. And uh, yeah, the important part about fully cooly is growing up, and that this this is what clearly this show and alternative from the first episode are about. Uh, so I don't, I don't need the zany, you know, fucking animation where everything just kind of goes, uh, that shit crazy. But I need, I need a story about growing up. That's what Fully Cooly is at, at its core. Well, it is progressive, so yeah, you're you're moving forward instead of going back. And I, I think you know, Production IG trying to be Gynax um, instead of playing to their strengths would have just made for a worse show. Um, yeah, yeah. I think so. Like too. the the subtle call outs here and there, and it's not that production IG can't do amazing animation. Of course not. They did Ghost in the Shell. They did, you know, IGPX. They did Blood. A whole bunch of pioneering stuff, and they were on the original Fully Cooly as well. But you can kind of see where their strengths are, and they're not. And they clearly want to do their own thing, and I'm so glad they they've kind of taken it in this direction. I mean, they need to go with their strengths, man, and do it their way, man. I mean, why, you know. Why be a carbon copy of something else when you can make something great? Even though everybody may not like it or agree with it or get it, it's still the own thing. But I'm enjoying it so far, though. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, frankly speaking, like, it might not be as zany, but it's still some of the best animation on TV right now. Like, yeah. I know there's there's some rough yeah. spots in episode two, 
and a little bit in episode three, but like for the most part, like there are also some really amazing sequences that just blow away what everybody else is doing on television. The one I'm thinking of is in episode two when they're running along the roof, dodging missiles from the car with the giant robot as like a, a roller log thing. And you're just like, that is fucking crazy looking. Nobody's doing that. Oh, they are. It's just good to see some good animation on for a while, man. That's just um, awesome. yeah. But yeah. Is that it, I guess? I guess we're done with Fooly Cooly. I think we're done with Fooly Cooly. So we're done with Fooly Cooly. I mean, there's certainly other things that could be mentioned. You gotta love the the uh, subtle nod to the uh, the old who wants to put suntan lotion on the pretty lady. <laughs> and nobody, I, I love that nobody did it except um, Jinyu, and even then she put the wrong oil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Skew it on the Bobby. I never realized how pale uh, Rahuru was. Yeah, she is. Whereas Jinyu's got all the tan. Yeah. Jinyu's hot, though. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh, the things. <laughs> Stop. Simmer down, girl. Stop. 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 Down. Yeah. Well, it's been fun, guys. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, Miss Argumento. You're going to struggle through this. Well, I, I would be remiss if we didn't have you at least chime in on the, the Turner and AT&T, I mean, the, the Time Warner and, oh, Warner Media and AT&T situation. So, yeah, sure. Um, so, we're. it's been about, it'll be a week tomorrow. Since the deal officially closed, um, or, or no, I think it's a week today. Week today, since the deal closed, and we were renamed Warner Media. Um, for those of you that are not caught up, here's kind of a small, quick breakdown. Most of the executive team: uh, Kevin Sujihara, still CEO of Warner Brothers. Richard Pepler is still CEO of um, HBO. John Martin, my my boss um, at the Turner CEO, has left the company. Um, and Jeff Fuchs, the CEO of Time Warner, uh, is no longer CEO, but he is staying on to help transition the team, uh, the executive team to, uh, make sure that they know what, how, how we operate. Um, and, uh, he will be replaced by, um, John Stankey, um, who will be the CEO of Warner Media. And overall, I, you know, it's been about a week now and I've been at work for two days. So I was at a wedding last weekend. Uh, nothing's changed. Still doing my day to day business. I don't expect anything to really change for the most part. I expect, uh, this was a vertical merger. So there's not really a lot of overlap between AT&T and us, uh, at Warner Media. So like probably don't expect to see too many talent, talent changes or layoffs or anything like that. Like, you know, some HR and accounting and some people in the executive team probably, but that's about it. You know, I don't expect very many changes. Um, so don't expect any changes to Tsunami. Fully Fully is going to run, you know, in September as well. Uh, Guys, Tsunami's going to get canceled this week. <laughs> no. Don't okay. Press the panic button. Because people will, will freak out and never stop uh, tweeting at Jason. Yeah. Mm. Did we press Definitely. the panic button now? It's no. 
do not tweet at Jason. I think o- over the years we've come to understand that these sorts of big deals take a long time for anything to really change. Though I must admit, I was surprised at the name change almost immediately. But they've been holding on to that Time Warner title probably far too long. Well, because, I mean, we, we uh, for those of you that don't know, we went to court over this. The, the Justice Department moved to block the merger. And, um, you know, ultimately the, the judge, Judge Richard Leon, said that there was no, that the Justice Department failed to provide adequate proof. Uh, of their case that this would hurt consumers and so um they uh you know judge made his ruling with no conditions and we're now at&t uh at&t is now my boss which is cool i guess i uh what <laughs> I, i've already been using at&t for like my cell service and i have direct tv now so kind of kind of not now i get discounts on those so yeah speaking, uh, of, that that's speaking nice. of that actually nice perk Speaking of that, is there any indication that the Justice Department is going to try to block this again or in the appeals process or no? Probably not. The judge was pretty explicit in not, not saying that the Justice Department should not ask for a stay, that uh, that it that probably would not go well for them in appeals, um, yeah. especially if they present the, the same case. Um, so I don't. I don't think there's, and, and at this point, we're the deal's closed. We're officially the company. Uh, we're officially part of AT and T and everything. Um, so, I, I think they, it's it's probably too late. But they could still they could still block that. As far as I'm, I mean, they could still try to do something in appeals. They could still appeal, yes, but I I doubt it. They probably wouldn't hold up in court though. If yeah, no, I don't. I don't like think a it huge would. Waste either. of money. <laughs> Yeah. It'd be it'd be a, a large waste of, of taxpayer money. So like, I'm not entirely sure they want to go that route. Oh, gee, and... that's what we need. Another huge waste of taxpayer money. Oh, that shit that goes on every day. But well, not, I'm not going to get into politics. Let's, I mean, let's wait till uh, wait till this whole thing with Disney, Fox, and whatever goes through. That'll be fun. Look here, um, so, that, dude, they already actually, got it. Well, I, look, I don't have a comment on, on those companies other than. That's not the same type of merger. So yeah, our, ours was a ours was a vertical. Well, merger. no, I, I no, I know that they are horizontal one, so that they are actually removing a competitor from the market. So I would expect that the Justice Department and the FCC are probably going to scrutinize this very much. But also, President Trump uh, came out and congratulated Rupert Murdoch on the deal. So who knows? Oh, <laughs> of course. I'm not All right, let's not talk about that anymore. But as uh, <laughs> as it stands, the world keeps on turning, and not much has changed. Let's yeah, I mean, rolling. I don't really like John Stankey sent an e- email to all of us, which is now out in the press. So like, I can probably talk about it. Um, like, you know, he he made a promise. Him and Randall Stevenson basically made promises that we are going to get the resources that we need. Uh, to do what we do, and they are ultimately going to be mostly hands-off. There's going to be some integration here and there where it makes sense, but I think that mostly they're going to leave us be. Um, we're not going to, I'm probably not going to be, you know, having to put AT&T logos on all my CNN packages. Like, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> they're, prob- they're probably going to be pretty hands-off because um, they bought us for us, and 
during the time that the acquisition was happening, you know, our we raised our value. Um, in fact, you know, AT&T kind of kind of got a discount on us. Um, so he, you know, like we, we've, we've proven even, even while we were waiting for regulatory approval, we were kind of in limbo that our, our brands were so powerful and so, so well loved that we were able to increase our value and increase our, our, uh, worth. So I think AT&T will, um, ultimately kind of, kind of leave us be, you know. Just but now of, we, we, we work with Crunchyroll, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I was going to ask that. Yeah. I was going to be like, I, I kind of wonder how that's going to factor into everything. If maybe they'll try to involve some of that stuff in. So uh, the corporate structure has changed a little bit. Um, Otter Media, which was a 50 50, uh, which was a 50 50 joint venture between ATT and uh, the Peter Chernin group. I think AT&T is probably going to try to buy him out. Um, but as of right now, Warner Media is actually in control of the Otter, uh, the half of Otter Media that AT&T owns. So they now oh. officially fall under us. They that can buy is, me out. That is officially the corporate structure, as I understand it. So Crunchyroll yeah. and and full screen and elation and you know that whole thing. It's now under Warner Media. Interesting. Yes, very. That, that's a that's a tidbit of information we didn't get yet. Hmm, that's hmm. out there. I, I'm not saying anything that's not out there. Right, right. Oh, I, we know. It's just we uh, we haven't uh, haven't talked about that yet. That's no. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't know if they're going to put. Um, I don't know if they're going to put Otter Media under one of the other parts of Warner Media. Like if they're going to make it a part of Turner, if they're going to make it a part of Warner Brothers or HBO or something like that. I think it's probably just going to be kind of like its own little fourth branch for the most part and just kind of keep doing what it's been doing. Right. Well, I mean, if they're, if they're smart, um, maybe they'll use VRV's part of that too, right? I mean, look at it this Ver, way. Verve is owned by, uh, Verve is a elation. Yeah. I look at it this way. If, if the Disney deal does go through, they'll have a larger stake in Hulu than anybody else. And I don't think that means that Disney's gonna do something to you know hinder Hulu. I think they're gonna leave Hulu as it is, you know, for the right. most part. I think they're gonna try to if they get whoever get whether it's Comcast or Disney because Comcast is also betting for Fox. If, uh, Disney, if they, actually, Disney just uh, rebid. Disney put up a, a new bid, and, and Fox yep. has accepted the bid because it's like seventy one point three billion. Um, so that's a yeah. lot. That's a that's a lot of change, and, and Comcast probably can respond. I don't think they will, because that's a lot to, uh, to ask for Comcast at this point. They don't seem. I don't think they have the finances. Yeah, in place to I've, pull that off. I've heard that they're not. That even if they were able to do the deal, that there was going to be some problems financially. Comcast. So I think I think it, Disney just wants it more. So they'll probably. They'll probably get it. You just um, don't mess with the mouse. Soon we will all be Disney. I hope not. That's a scary <laughs> monopoly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very scary. Very scary. So let, let's talk about Turner for, for just a moment. Because uh, at the recent Upfront, they, they talked all about how they're changing their focus away from traditional viewer numbers and traditional accounting for those sorts of things and kind of going more for approach for all screens 
they want to get advertisers to believe in getting the content in every way possible. What do you think about that strategy? Um, I think ultimately it's a it's a good strategy. Nielsen, as good as they are, they they are still pretty outdated and they're very slow moving, which is a little bit of a problem. Um, it is outdated fucking metric system. Yeah, it, it's you know it doesn't do enough to really track who's watching what and how much they're watching. It's 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 better than what it used to be, but like it's not increasing fast enough. I think Nielsen is still going to stay in the game because everybody's kind of agreed on Nielsen, um, you know, and getting everybody to agree on something else is a very hard venture. We've been trying to do that with, uh, Paramount, I believe Paramount and Fox, we teamed up with them to build our own metric system. And I haven't heard a thing about it since. So, uh, um, who knows? And now, you know, we have AT&T in our corner. I'm sure we have more access to those analytics and that data. Um, and I'm sure that that's, that's ultimately just going to become far more important to advertisers and, and stuff. So having, being able to say what works and what does it, it doesn't is going to be incredibly valuable. Um, and Disney's going to do the same thing and they don't have a, you know, their own thing, but they're going to be doing the same thing with their own streaming services. They're going to, you know, everyone's going to be playing in this huge field of, well, here we can literally tell you how much, um, this this content is worth because here's how many people are watching it, and we right. can di- dial it down to the second. Right. So I think that you know, I don't know. It's a brave new world, man. There's, there's going to be a lot of changes. Um, hmm. It's it's a very interesting time in the television industry. Um, you know, where the big six studios are no longer a thing. Um, and we have new players that are possibly bigger than the big six. So Netflix, um, we have uh, Amazon, of course, which is a giant corporation. Google, Apple, Facebook, they're all getting into it. So um, it's, it's going to be a weirdly more competitive field, but all the companies are going to be even bigger. Hmm. Uh, mm, better job opportunities. That's it, just, it's... Yeah. You know, Brave New World, man. Brave New World. Well, Brave New World isn't necessarily a bad thing. Well, I think... Uh, I think. We yeah, we, uh, we, we don't want to take any more of your time, yeah. Jose, but... Uh, I do, I mean, but I'm just not going to do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take that time for other reasons. <laughs> yeah, but, as a woman but, now, he doesn't have any time for me. But just, just real quick now... <laughs> Uh, what, what do you think of Pop Team Epic joining Toonami? What a weird choice! I didn't see that coming. Um, I, I'm I'm so I'm probably getting in trouble for this. I'm excited because I do want to watch the show. I just think it should be on Adult Swim proper rather than Toonami. I like Toonami being a an action brand. I get that we're experimenting, um, and I'm cool with it ultimately, but. I don't want to dilute the brand so much either. Right. So I just totally me. understand those concerns. I agree. I'm, I'm the exact same way. I'm not like going to take away from it, but I, uh, I look, I, tr- those guys have been running Toonami for 21 odd years. Like they know what they're doing. I, I trust in that team and I, you know, whatever my concerns may be, 
if it works out, it works out. And you know what? Pop Team Epic, from all accounts I've heard, yeah. is a really good show. So, um, you know, the only thing that, that bothers me about the, the the other thing that bothers me about it is that since it is an anime and it is a comedy, it's not usually what's in Tsunami's wheelhouse. Um, it's a little bit of a, you know, it, it kind of reinforces the idea that Toonami is an anime block and not an action cartoon block. So yeah, that, that too. Yeah. So that to me dilutes the brand a little bit, but you know what? It, it, sometimes it's good to experiment. Like, you know, if you, if you do the exact same thing all the time, it's fun to get experimental stuff. I mean, we got Hamtaro, the block survived. Don't you. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't think this will. I don't think this will do anything to the block. I think sure. overall, I, this is more know, like Bobo like, than Hamtaro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and and Space Dandy was, I, I arguably way more of a comedy than it was an action show. So like, it's not super yes. unheard of. This is just the animation style and and the fact that it is a much bigger comedy than a, than an action show. Um, I think is going to be really interesting to see fans reaction to it. I'm excited, yeah. but um, you know, I think I, mean, uh, I, I personally hope that what this leads to is more uh, anime comedy being accepted on Adult Swim in general, like not just right. tsunami, but like just anime comedy because there's some really funny shit out there. Um, you know, Mr. Osamatsu, Mr. Osamatsu, yeah, yeah, and Gintama. I mean, this 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 could be opening the gateway because Adult Swim did try anime comedy in prior years, even in the comedy block. Yeah, they did try Super Milk Chan. You're right, I which did not out. work out well. That was garbage. But you know what? We're in a we're in a very different time. You know, so right. They're they're putting things on like Joe Para talks to you at midnight. <laughs> that show is awesome. I love that show. I will, I, I will say, like, I've never seen so many voice actors and actresses jump on a tweet <laughs> in a while, so I'm not surprised that... Well, it's because they all get to play that. the main characters. <laughs> That's true. Um, I mean, that, that got, like, 2,360 likes and almost 1,000 retweets, so it's like... It okay. is a literal smorgasbord for people who follow the U.S. anime voiceover industry. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be a real interesting show because it's so crazy. I, yeah. I've I've not seen it uh, in Japanese, but, but I, I, you know anybody who's been online Twitter and for like more than five minutes memes for has days. seen a meme from Pop Team Epic. So like you you know you just know. I'm not a fan of it, but the thing is, since it's on the block, man, I'll still support it. It just doesn't—it doesn't appeal to me. I'm gonna be honest about it. But you know, it's to help tsunami, man. And if it can bring in, like, open the gateways, as Jose said, to something else, you know, to be more experimental and get different shows, then I'm all for it. But for what the next years, they really need to shut the fuck up. What I personally want on tsunami, though, if, if Pop Team Epic is the way to get to that, uh, so be it. I want more anthology uh, movies. If we even have to split them up into like weeks where we just air one part of the anthology, like I'd kill for that. That would be awesome. Like we could make that happen. Yeah, you know. You just say the stuff fav- like my favorite Man- words. Get stuff like uh, Robot Carnival or full disclosure. I worked on Robot Carnival. Um, or uh, Paprika. Or Paprika is not an anthology film. Paprika is a film film. 
Hey, look here. I just want it on, man. Right along with Red Line. Red Line would be amazing. I, I, I think yeah. movies overall, though, are kind of, yeah. yeah, doesn't seem to be a thing. Um, especially after Mind Game didn't seem to do that well, did it? Like, <laughs> no, unfortunately. Like, it was, a, I think Fully Cooley did fine, but everything after that didn't do that great. No. Actually, pr- you know what? It's kind of yeah. proves subs doesn't do well on television. But the thing is, the things that they said we would not get on Toonami actually happened because I said they would at some point. We got hentai and we got subs. Wait, what? When did we get hentai? You He's talking know. about the first episode kill, of kill. Progress. You're <laughs> 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 not wrong. It's just a I, joke, Jose. That's all. I, yeah, I was like, I missed that episode. I was like, where was I? Let me... Go to the shade corner right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let me let me ask this before you go. Actually, and this this doesn't have anything to do with tsunami or anything, but and hopefully you can give us kind of a little bit of insight. Um, Disco Tech recently put something out about wondering, you know, if people would be, you know willing to pay more for a set because of the, the dubbing process. Are you about uh, to ask him about Ronin Warriors? You no, 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 no. I was going to ask. No, 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 no. I, I think we've... That I already think, has a dub. Well, I was going to... I have that in the back of my head, but that was not what I was going to ask. I was going to ask, is there is there, like, something specifically you guys are trying to redub? I mean, is there anything that you could talk about in that regard? Um, to be honest, so because of my time at CNN, I have told Discotech the only thing I work on is Lupin. So okay. I, I don't really know anything outside of Lupin. Um, I, I can only work on Lupin these days. It's the only thing I have time for. And uh, uh, I wish, you know, we did the Banyanya <laughs> dub as well. We, we, we did that one in-house, actually. Um, in-house. There's no actual house at Discotech. <laughs> um, but we, we did that one ourselves. Like we didn't we didn't hire an outside firm like Bang Zoom or or Richard's team um, or Team Four Star. Well, I mean, like we've 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 been dabbling in dubs. Like we're we're giving Hell's a dub uh, with Team Four Star. We're giving um, we we're giving Gold Babylon. Gold Babylon has a dub with uh, Richard Epcar and team. If you guys saw that trailer. Um, you know, so we're we're definitely more interested in dubs, and you know, I know there's probably a lot of sub naysayers, but to be honest, all the research that I've seen from both Discotech and other companies is that dubs appeal to a much wider audience. Um, you know, they mm-hmm. they open up the they open up floodgates in a way that subtitled shows don't. You know, it's I know people who don't want to read. I know people like love Crunchyroll and it's great. Crunchyroll is doing amazingly well and people love their subtitled versions, but dubs are a big way of getting into that mainstream market. Um, they help immensely and it's not even just with anime, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I experienced this firsthand around the world. Like I've been, I've been traveling a lot lately and I was in El Salvador a couple of months back. I went to go see Avengers infinity war and it was a literal struggle to find a subtitled version of, of, of Infinity War because more people were going to go see that movie dubbed. Right. And so, you know, mm. that's, it's kind of a thing around the world. Even, even our cartoons that show up in the U.S., they get dubbed. Or sorry, that show up in Japan, like they get dubbed. 
and they appeal to a much wider audience when they are dubbed. So oh, man, let me, Japanese let me, Rick and Morty is uh, <laughs> thing. Yeah. Let me let me let me ask this question too. I, I mean, let, let, let me let me relate it to kind of Running Warriors. Is maybe this because you know, and Running Warriors is an example because it's probably frustrating for Discotech because they really haven't been able to get the English dub because of so many issues. Um, is this maybe a way for them to take an anime, like say like Ronin Warriors and maybe do a new dub if they wanted to, is that maybe a goal too? Or, and I'm not talking um, just, I'm not, I'm not saying like Ronin Warriors specifically, but I'm saying like, if there's a frustration, like, Hey, we can't get this dub, but I want to do a different one. You know, is there, is there that too? Or someone in the background really wants Ronin Warriors. Um, yes. <laughs> yes, Paul quit screaming and crying. Okay. Yeah. No, but um, I won't say anything about a specific show, um, but chances are if it has a dub, we probably won't redub it. Um, that seems to be the, the case across, not just us, that's the case across the entire industry. If it has a dub, we won't redub it. Um, we, don't, uh, we don't usually care enough to. And dubs are expensive. We, you know, like... You know, redubbing on GPX would have been like a huge expense that we would have like never been able to pay for. Way more sense to dub things that have never been dubbed before. Yeah. So right, I'm, right, I'm, and, and you know, that's what I understand. So like I, even even some of the Lupin stuff that we have, like the the one I'm thinking of is Island of Assassins. Even though we are on really good terms with the Richard Epcarn crew, that already has a dub from Funimation. We did not redub that. Um. So you know, we just brought the old dub over and that would probably be our focus is bringing old dubs over hmm. um with ronin warriors i think the case with that one is that it's not a um it's not a straight dub like they re-edited that show for the dub and i think there might be i don't i don't know what's work going on in it i've never worked on ronin warriors in my entire life so uh but from what i think is happening um is either it's a licensing issue or it's a materials issue because um, right. I know that that was in the plans at one point, but that's what that's what they, I heard. Because that, but I don't I don't know what's going on with it. And, 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 I'm, and again, I'm not I'm not, I'm not really talking like specifically Ronan Warriors. I was just I was just wondering if maybe there's a frustration that you know you're so getting... like if IGPX for example, which does have a dub, right? Um, you know, if we if we were to go redub that, the chances are no. Hmm. Okay. Well, thank you it so would much be... for bringing um, that to light. Jose. That makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, no, it it's does. something like um, uh, trying to think. Dallas. Sorry, I'm looking at my shelf. Dallas. I don't think has a dub. Dallas. Uh, Dallas. Excuse me. Uh, that doesn't have a dub. If there was interest enough in that, like we we'd probably do that. Or you know, Gold Babylon, for example, did not have a dub. We decided, hey, let's dub it. We know the, the team we've been working with them on part four. Like, let's just let's bring them back. And uh, and get that one dubbed, right? You know, so we're experimenting with it. But I, I think um, I think the big question was like, you know, it's kind of easier for movies with television series. It's really hard to like justify yeah. that. So yeah. if um, you know, something like Dallas, which is six episodes, or Loop on the Third Part One, which is twenty three episodes, that's somewhere in the range that like maybe we could afford that, but we'd have to raise the price on the release mm -hmm. and that's we were wondering if people were willing to pay the price difference for those dubs. Well, that, that, that makes more sense now because i i was just wondering because it, it was it was curious how like that just came out of 
it came out of nowhere and I was like, wait a minute, are they trying to also maybe re redub some stuff? Because I, you know, as as somebody like for me personally, like if by the way, the titles I just named, just real quick disclaimer, because I know people are going to listen to this and be like, Oh, discotech is dubbing Dallas and we'll third part one. This is no. not an announcement. I'm just using those two as an example. <laughs> Thank you yeah. for playing up, because we don't need y'all getting Jose in trouble. So I didn't even I realize talking. that uh, it was Discotech footing the bill for the Gold Babylon. I was wondering if, if TMS was involved in that, because TMS, uh, TMS was the one that got the Part 4 dubbed, yeah? Yes, TMS was the main uh, producer on Part 4. TMS was not involved in the dub for Gold Babylon. That's our dub. Um, I'm uh-huh. the producer on that one along with uh, a couple of other folks who well, I don't know if I want to name, but they're all they're all awesome producers that you probably all know. Ah. Look at Jose getting more IMDB credits. <laughs> well, yeah, what the hell is up with that? Why am I a producer on Loop on the Third Part 4? Like, I don't know, man. Japanese folks, like, of all things. Don't worry so about it. You'll be again. famous one day. <laughs> Won't be as famous as me, but you'll be famous. <laughs> <laughs> You, you better catch up, man, because I think my career's ahead of yours. Oh, oh don't worry about it, dude. What I do is Snap. blackouts all day long. That's the opposite of getting famous. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be famous. I just want to be rich, sir. You just said that's not the same thing at all. I know. Are we sure? Are we sure that you're not uh, mixing the fa- the feeling of getting drunk every day? That's not that's not getting famous. Mm. Look here, dude. We know my <laughs> drinking habits and what I'm capable of. Jose has seen it firsthand. I've seen it firsthand. That you're you're part of the reason I'm sober now. So, uh, are you are you for real? <laughs> yeah, I'm sober now. Uh, damn, I've been damn. sober for all of two days. Uh, <laughs> all of two days. <laughs> that was, was a turn. I was, I was I was I was at a wedding last weekend. No, right. You guys know me. I don't I don't drink that much. You know no, you, you knew that. No, no. No. no, but I just had to let y'all know that I wasn't BSing y'all when I said I do drink, though, man. And I didn't think that. Nobody yeah, should think that. that. We've all seen the picture. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't just fruit punch. Oh, no. Jose can back up that story. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember it. It's sad that, but that's the thing that everybody really remembers me for. <laughs> I think him. I think he was along the same lines as Jason. Of what the fuck is that? <laughs> Be sure to put it on his gravestone. What was that? Jose like puts a bunch of other stuff, and then he's just like, "I was there when Jarrell drank." Let's talk about what else. That, that's going to be a very sad headstone. <laughs> <laughs> Here no, on, on Jose's Grayson, the producer on Loop on the Third Part 4. That's also going to be very sad. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd rather be like Jose. You're kind of a cool human being. That's about it. Hey, cool you right, man. I fucks with you. Well, as, like as you are I a guest, uh, it, it's only cordial to ask uh, anything you want to plug. Yes. Uh, sure. Um... You can follow me on Twitter at Jose underscore CNN. Um, I don't really talk about anime all that often. But and his opinions do, are welcome. his own. And my opinions, of course, are my own. Um, trying to think. Loop on the Third um, is coming. Su- Loop on the Third Part 4 is out, actually. You can go buy it on Blu-ray right now. Um, 
But Nyanya, which is a dub I directed half of, is out, uh, I think, next week on Blu-ray. So please pick that up. We worked really hard on it, and I'm really proud of that one. And it's really goofy and stupid, but I love it. Um, let's see. Loop on the third, uh, Legend of Gold Bab- The Legend of the Gold of Babylon, which is a really wordy title, um, is coming out soon. Uh, it will be out this year. Uh, the dub is done, uh, and I think all my work is done. We're just we're waiting on. I think we're just waiting on some approvals here and there, but I'm done with it. Um, and hopefully, we do more Lupin stuff. Uh, there's more Lupin de- coming down the pipe. Um, trying to think of anything else I got to plug. How about some freebies, buddy? Uh, no, <laughs> damn. I'm not in charge of those. I'm not in charge of those at all. Hey, put in a good word. Nah, I just mess with uh, Jose. I'll pay, dude. It's all good, man. You no, I'm just joking with you. Now Mr. Jose just... puts a lot of work into these wait, sets. Wait, wait, they wait, should wait, definitely wait, wait, be paid wait. for. Time out, time out. So, so what are, what are you going to pay for, Darrell? Jose's time? No, I'm going to pay for everybody's time. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. A, I'm not doing these by myself. Like other folks, like Brady and and uh, Elaine, do amazing work on these sets. Um, they're they're wonderful, wonderful folks over at Disco Tech. We're all a bunch of freelancers, by the way. We're not really like we don't actually directly work for the company. You're just a maverick, man. That's all it is, Jose. You've yeah, always been a maverick. The only reason I'm able to work at Disco Tech is because of CNN. Because I'm like, if I had, you know, if I was working on Disco Tech alone, I'd probably be dead by now. <laughs> it's okay. I would have got all your stuff, man. Not a not a lot of money there. To be fair, I also give them like a pretty good discount because they gave me IGPX and kind of let me do whatever the hell I wanted. <laughs> uh, trying to think of anything else I got to plug. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something big. So That's we're like all going to get up. together again. Uh, we really got everything. That's probably that's probably everything. Um, Popping up at any uh, conventions soon? I'm going to be at Otakon, I believe. Um, that's not final but chances are i will be at oticon um and yeah a lot of stuff going on in my life but uh trying to keep track of all nine yeah, oh, man. Uh, jose has grown up people also watch cnn because it's a cool network <laughs> i'll tell you all right thank you very much for your time jose thanks for having me on Good to have you back once, man. Just to annoy you for a fucking while. <laughs> wait, wait. Let's get all the old jokes out and run. Jose on a stick. G.I. Jose. Campy. <laughs> hey, Outlaw Star was back. How was that for you? I got to see episode 23 on television. That was weird. That was pretty wild. Oh. You still didn't get to uh, do the IGPX treatment, though. What? What's the IGPX treatment? Remember you said that you would also do the same thing that you do. Well, what was it? Uh, I don't remember. There's something that you said something along the lines of like you would redo the whole. Uh, oh, the wait, I would re, I would re-edit the show. Yeah, like for for the part. Yeah. Um, well, clearly they handled it because they basically aired it uncut except for like one thing. So. Yeah. That little good I did. <laughs> they, they erased some nipples. Whoa. That was so long ago, though. I'm surprised. Things have that. certainly gotten more progressive. 
I remember everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about like I, they haven't reshown the I, IGPX and HD, um, and I'm like, yeah, I would like them to do that too. I mean, I would like them to. I would like them to stream it because they do they have got, the digital rights. Yeah, I, I wish they would stream it. I mean, I got the DVDs on my shelf right here, so I'm, I'm good. But other people are less fortunate. <laughs> It's okay. uh, so heartbreaking about that show. Apparently, it wasn't animated in HD. Yeah, that is a bummer. So I, I was heartbreaking. I was like, "No, <laughs> can't believe it." But at least I know, which means um, you know it has happened now. No, now I know, and I can, uh, I can, I know that I have in my possession the best masters in the world. I own them; <laughs> like they're mine. Just rub it in. Just rub it in. So. So I can, uh, I, and I've been trying to upscale them. This, this is not a Blu-ray release for IGPX. There's not one coming. There's no plans for IGPX. I just, I just think that this show has such good animation that leaving it in SD is a, tra- is a travesty. Um, and we did do an upscale, and Brady did an amazing job on the upscale because he did it himself. Uh, I just think that the upscaling technology that is out there now is better than what we had even a few years ago. So I think that... Um, it's worth another try. So I've been I've been experimenting and trying to get this thing to look fucking pristine. But uh, yeah, we're I got I think I got to wait for the technology to catch up a little bit. Right. So that's what's happening with IGPX. Just okay. I'd throw that out there. Well, let's get this man out of here. I'm sure he's he's busy. Yeah, I gotta go eat lunch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting hungry too as well. Hey, yeah, yeah. I'll, look here, dude. I got tacos to get. So let's wrap this up, please. Is that an innuendo for something else? I don't not yet. Think so? Yeah, I, I don't know. Look here, look here. Only if I say pink taco. Ooh. <laughs> and with that. All right. See you guys. See you later, Jose. And we're back. And uh, Caboose is with us again because we recorded hey. this episode in pieces. What do you think of episode three of Fully Cooly Progressive, Caboose? I I like swimsuits. <laughs> nah, but honestly, I uh, I enjoyed it. It's it felt like an over the top beach episode. Yeah, um, I, I was wondering what they would do with the beach episode, and uh, they did not disappoint. No. <laughs> I like in the preview, like I'm like, who is that little girl with the long hair? <laughs> then you then you learn the end of the episode and realize, oh, oh, then you kind of feel sorry for the guy. I love that switch of personality. I'm sure that there's more to her than yeah. Than, she's she's probably like a thief with a heart of gold. She's she's in the end credits. Yeah, I'm sure she plays a, a bigger part in all of this. And apparently so does the potted plant, which got kicked <laughs> away in Oh no, actually it landed in uh it landed in Jin Yu's car, so that will probably come up again. Probably. Oh by the way, Jose got to see episode four already. That bastard. Uh, of course. So he he uh had to try not to elude to anything. Which he's very good at. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, hope you all enjoyed the show. We're going to do some housekeeping and get on out of here. Yes, because I am very hungry and I may start eating people. Um, So you can email us, podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. You know what to do with that, as usual. Uh, You can hear every single episode of the podcast on SoundCloud. It's soundcloud.com slash tsunamifaithfulpodcast. A lot more of you have been interactive on there, so please do follow us there. You will get the podcast first there before it comes out anywhere else. Um, Again, we are on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on the TuneIn radio app. Apparently, Caboose is chanting in whispers over there. Um, Let's see. Uh, (laughs) We're on... um, we're on, we're on some of the, the Android podcast apps, too. Uh, there's a lot of them, so I'm not going to list them all off. I know we're on the Overcast app. So basically, we're everywhere. So if you want to hear us and you have an app, but you don't want to use one of the apps that we've mentioned, and you have an Android phone, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to, to hear us. So, um, yeah. Uh, we're working on Spotify. Spotify is being a little bit more of a interesting beast to get on, so... We're working on it. Uh, let's see what else. You can find us on Facebook. You can like us there. It's facebook.com slash Tsunami Fable Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Tsunami Podcast. Uh, and uh, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Tsunami Fable Podcast. Uh, I'd like to see a lot more of you guys doing the Tsunami Pass because if, if a lot of people aren't going to pick that up, there's no reason to put out content, you know? And I feel like some of you just... I don't know. I've, I've heard from some of you saying that you'd rather do just like a straight up uh, one time donation. And I have no problem with you guys doing that. Um, I've given you means on how to do that directly. Um, and if you guys want to know how to do that directly, uh, I believe it is tsunamifaithful.com slash donate. Um, there is a donate PayPal button there. It goes directly to our PayPal. Uh, that is not to my pocket, even though that is my email that it shows up. Um, that's just because that's how I track it. Um, everybody has access to that PayPal account. I've shown sketch that before. I'm pretty sure. Um, at one point I showed it to you. I know that. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, please do help us donate. The more things that you, the more money that you can donate, the more things we can do. That's basically how it runs. Unfortunately, these days, because, well, things are getting really expensive and, you know, unlike in the beginning, it's not that affordable anymore. And I don't want to really go into debt. I don't know about anybody else here. So <laughs> um, I'm sure you agree with that sketch. I mean, I can't. I, I mean, it's very hard for you to go to, to Anime Expo, right? Which you will be going to. Yes, I will be going to Anime Expo. I should be there on uh, Friday through Sunday. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm trying to get these interviews, but people are being stupid, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one in particular that, we, that we'll talk about once it happens. So. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's about it for the house cleaning. Uh, let's get on out of here. Caboose, where can they find you, sir, as usual? Uh, they can find me at Caboose Jr. on YouTube, uh, Twitter, uh, AskFM, Tumblr, all that BS. And uh, check out our... Uh, our Tsunami Faithful Discord. Um, we've actually yeah. we've been doing uh, game nights uh, from time to time, and currently what we're doing is uh, a lot of Splatoon 2, 
and uh, I guess it it'll probably change once uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate comes out. I mean, we're definitely gonna be up in the Smash. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, come play with us. Like we we could use some more people to. How is our Twitch channel? I mean, uh, huh? Is our Twitch channel kind of um, is that is that uh turned into like a, a legitimate account where people can donate there too? I mean, I guess you could donate to the Twitch, but I mean, I don't know how that works. I don't. I don't really. I don't really. I don't really know much for Twitch. Uh, it's just. It's. I. I mostly do. YouTube, BS. But. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's Twitch. Okay. <laughs> Sketch. Where can they find you, sir? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. I pop up on the Discord every now and then, usually sporadically, sometimes when I'm at work, sometimes when I'm at home after work. And uh, you can also ask me questions on CuriousCat.me backslash Sketch1984. And Paul, where can they find you? Well, you can find me as usual on Twitter at Paul Biscrillo. Uh, you, can find, you can email me. It's paulbiscrillo at TunamiFaithful.com. Uh, for right now, you can ask me questions, ask.fm slash paulbiscrillo. I, I may get rid of this app because it just keeps sending me random questions and I'm getting annoyed with it. Um, and uh, you can find me, as Caboose alluded to, I am I am being a lot – doesn't even that English doesn't even make sense. Oh, I am, what? I am Those on, uh, Yeah. <laughs> I am on Discord a lot too, so uh, you can find me, paulbiscrillo. For Discord, uh, and Caboose and CJ and Will do a good job of patrolling that. So, um, you know, I'm trying to figure out if we even need forums on the website anymore. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, I mean, do, we, do we even need that anymore? Now that we have this, because Discord is seems to be doing all of that. Like, I don't think we really need a forum. I mean, sure, we still need like a website, but no, 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 no. I don't mean a website. Like, there's there's a forum part to our website. And I don't even right. have to do that anymore. You know I, mean? I don't think, I mean, if, I don't know, do people use it? I mean, it, does, it seems like it's not being used as much as it was when we first started, so, uh, I don't know. Forums well, that'll, are, that'll, be, that'll be something we'll have to find out later. Yeah, forums are very outdated. Yeah. Um, I know, I just, know. I don't want to go and upgrade them and then, like, nobody uses them, you know what I mean? Like, that's absolutely i mean it's social media yeah social media is usually where it's at now and discord uh because i mean there's so much faster interaction with folks than forums but yeah yeah, i mean i would i would opt in for getting rid of it and we uh i mean with tda we kind of had to get rid of infolink because uh it's too much of a pain to like keep updating it, uh, preventing people from like using website exploits and whatnot. And mm-hmm. now it's just read only um, because yeah. that the website is from you know the old days of the internet where it'll probably be long. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would definitely opt in for getting rid of the form. 
Oh, well, well, we'll have to see uh, what people say. But, um, yeah, yeah so we should definitely have people chime in on that one. Yeah. So. Send us your thoughts at podcast at tenomifaithful.com. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> or contact us at tenomifaithful.com. Yeah. Or, you know. Oh, by any, the way, anyway. by the way, um, <laughs> one quick thing. Start a thread on the forum if you're using it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. One one quick thing real quick, too, about about um, contact us at tsunamifaithful.com. If you email that, an automatic email will come back and saying basically to remind you we're not a pod. We're not. We're not a. We're not tsunami. We're, we're not, not a, a podcast. We're not a podcast. We are a podcast. Um, but we're not tsunami. So, right. So that does not mean that you should respond again with the exact same email. Okay. Why yes. are you playing Pop Team Epic on tsunami? We're not tsunami. Well, but anyways, that's that's about it for this week's podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, as per usual. Uh, we'll have another episode next week, so please tune in for that. And we'll talk about episode four of Fully Cooley. But until then, that's it for this week's Tsunami Favorite Podcast. Keith, we're out. I turned myself into pickle. I'm pickle to you! Pickle to you. Well, technically, Raharu oh. turned her into a pickle. Yeah. But Jinyu oh. sure was in a pickle. Uh, that was adorable. Right.